This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every single morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you so much as always for joining me. It's very much appreciated. I hope you had a fantastic start and middle parts to your week. We're nearly there. A couple of days and it's the weekend. And not only is it the weekend, but it's FA Cup third round weekend. I've got a big weekend of football ahead of me on Saturday and then we go into towards Gillingham against Sheffield United. Uh, and then on Sunday, of course, I'll be up to the Emirates for Arsenal's game against Liverpool. Very excited for that and excited and intrigued to see how Arsenal get on in that game. But good morning to you guys and girls joining us every single day in the chat box. Perhaps it's the morning, perhaps it's the afternoon, maybe it's the evening, maybe it's stupid o'clock in the morning. Um, but thank you so much, everybody, for always tuning in. Uh, Damien, good morning to you, to Franklin, to Kaiser, Maximius, Paul, good morning to old Dave and Richard. Richard, uh, we've got Blackshine and Stevie and Roy, we've got NSW, Mike, Tom, Wendy, Matt G, Stephen, NSW, Mark, uh, Colin, Lee, Jimbo, Mr. E, Martin, Arasilki, Pam, Glenn, Vala, thank you everyone for tuning in. It is very much appreciated. Do drop a like on the video before you do anything else. It's just that one, one button, right? That is that is all that it. There's 200 on you watching already. One button, press it. That'd be really helpful. Right, let's go into the chat box, shall we? Uh, I'm just going to highlight some more names because it's nice seeing some names up on the screen. There we go, lovely stuff. Um, and yeah, we kick off with a story from the mail. Uh, a friend of mine, Isan Khan, has written a story talking about the latest. I say latest. I think this is a little bit of a kind of one of those where the information is kind of coming through and uh, when Arsenal in their conversations with PGMOL about a number of things uh, over the course of the season one of the things that has come to light uh, according to Isan is uh, the basically the reveal that Arsenal made some complaints about Bakaya Saka and the treatment that Bakaya Saka gets and the encouragement for referees to protect the player now, if this is, like I imagine it is, the slight delay of this uh, information coming out, I don't think this has had an impact at all. I think Saka is still getting continuously um, battered and bruised and kicked and slid in on and um, taken out continuously. Uh, and so, therefore, <laughs> and therefore, I think it is, uh, we find ourselves in a position where Saka is not going to get that protection. Um, and we just need to be, um, you know, we need to be in a position whereby we have to deal with it. And Saka has to deal with it because other players have it too. Grealish comes to mind. And it doesn't seem like it's going to be something that is managed better and that teams aren't punished more for just blindly taking out players. I don't think this is whinging or whining from an Arsenal point of view. We're trying to protect players' livelihoods um, and to deter players from making such challenges on players so often and getting away with it. But uh, yes, that's Arsenal uh, making this known. They've done all they can. It's now on others to to step up and and react to that. Uh, now, moving into transfers, we've got a few stories to discuss today. 
Reports coming out yesterday that indeed uh, Aaron Ramsdale will not be sold unless there is a significant bid for the goalkeeper. And this seems to be the case for, well, pretty much all of Arsenal's players that might leave, maybe besides the likes of Cedric, Elneny. But the players that we've talked about, those uh, homegrown players that could earn Arsenal quite a significant amount of money, Ramsdale and Ketia, Smith-Rowe, I think all of these players are going to be staying unless Arsenal get a monumental bid from a club between now and the end of the window. Being able to sell any of these players for the significant fee that Arsenal would want, of course, means that uh, they would have some financial freedom during this window. But are we really going to be entertaining many offers for these players? I don't know. There's There's not loads of stories and links and movements about our players being linked with other clubs. We've heard about Reese Nelson and West Ham. We've heard about Crystal Palace and Ketty. We've heard about Ramsdale and obviously clubs further down the table. I reported a story earlier on in the season that an approach to Ramsdale had been turned down from a lower half of the table team. And uh, But since that point, we've not really heard much about any potential moves for Aaron Ramsdale. Um, and I guess we will continue to wait and see how this one develops. But um, at the moment, there is no indication that Ramsdale will be sold. And according to numerous reports out there, that is, is going to be the case. Uh, I suppose the main story that we need to talk about, the main article that came out yesterday was in John Cross's mirror piece, talking about Arsenal overall and what we could probably expect from them during this transfer window. Uh, Martin Zubamendi uh, is not expected to move to Arsenal, but the player is of really keen interest of Arsenal and that there is a potential chance that Arsenal move for Zubamendi in the summer, this would be a really good move for Arsenal to do. It would bring in, obviously, the depth that we need in the defensive midfield position. It would replace, most likely, um, Thomas Partey, of course, who could leave. Jorginho, Elneny, we don't know what their futures are as well. And Supermendi is one of the most exciting uh, players in his position. Uh, currently playing with Real Sociedad, of course, Spanish international. Seen as the long-term replacement of Sergio Busquets in that Spanish setup, And Barcelona also very, very keen on, on him as well. He has been very attached to L'Areal and staying in San Sebastian. But of course, after some period of time, it may be that we can find a move um, for him to Arsenal in the summer. I think this would be an excellent bit of business by Arsenal if they can get it done. But again, this is one we're going to have to wait for the summer to come around. Uh, and that kind of leans into the main theme of, of John's story, which is about the fact that the big signings in January aren't expected. Arsenal are not expected to complete deals uh, of marquee stature. You know, we're talking about big money moves. Arsenal simply don't have the capacity to be able to do it. They, whilst they might have the money to be able to do it, they can't spend that money because of the restrictions that they are working under. So whenever you jump onto certain YouTube feeds or Twitter feeds, you're saying Arsenal aren't spending any money. Well, you know the reasons as to why, because we've talked about it significantly. The profit and sustainability rule monitoring from the last four years is expected to be coming out in the next week or two when clubs will be learning whether or not they have indeed breached any of those profit and sustainability rules. The two clubs that the Times reported a couple of days ago that are expecting maybe further charges are Everton and Nottingham Forest. We haven't been mentioned in that, but what we are is we are very conscious about um, not breaching those rules. For those that want an explanatory, that's the word, an explanatory uh, article, I did a piece on London talking all about the profit and sustainability rules and what they mean and what they are for clubs. Effectively, just ensure you can only have a £5 million loss uh, each year um, that can be boosted to 35 million pounds with um, certain injections of money like you know revenue um, and things like that but uh, it's basically 105 million across three year losses but that needs to be boosted by certain factors and Arsenal unfortunately have been making losses uh, our losses have been coming down over recent years but we have been making losses so that is why Arsenal are, of course, in the state that they are, because we've spent a lot of money and we've not been able to make much money in regards to player sales. And also we haven't had Champions League football to bring in that additional funding either until this season. So hopefully the next few years we'll see a significant change in, in Arsenal's revenue um, and hopefully our profit and loss um, accounts will be look very, very different because of that inclusion in the Champions League. And hopefully we can go far in the Champions League to try and get even more money and give us more freedom to spend. But no, Arsenal sadly cannot spend the money that they probably, or not even probably, that they do have because of those restrictions. Um, 
And lastly, if there is to be business, uh, John Cross expects that that will be in the left-back area. The left-back remains a priority for Arsenal um, and a loan deal would be the most likely outcome uh, for that position and that Arsenal will be on the lookout for potential deals for players. I have my concerns about this. Um, the reason why I have a concern is because if, you know, Arsenal have a lot of left-backs, you know, we have Tomiyasu and Kivior and Zinchenko. Um, of course, Timber will be coming back, we hope, in March, but maybe a little bit later. Um, I think that, that when it comes down to that, we are well-stocked. So if indeed our priority is left-back, does that mean that Zinchenko's injury is worse than, than we first feared? I don't know. Uh, the honest answer is I really, really don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's the, the the situation that we find ourselves in. Right, let's move to part two and your questions. I've already spotted a comment I'm going to tackle immediately and uh, I'm going to have some fun doing so. So let's do that by going to part two right after this. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay. I said there was a comment that I spotted that I already wanted to tackle, and it's this one from Nange. Nange says, Tom, you make a lot of excuses why Arsenal should not spend money. <laughs> oh, dearie, mate. It's like they don't listen. <laughs> it's, it's genuinely like they don't listen. I would love Arsenal to spend money. I would love them to. I would love Arsenal to spend more money. I'd love us to go into the market. I'd love Arsenal to go and spend loads of money and bring in another striker. But they can't. Not because they don't want to. They can't. Like, I, I can't explain this any clearer. I cannot explain this. It's not It's not financial fair play, by the way. Financial fair play is a UEFA um, restriction. That is financial fair play is UEFA. This is the profit and sustainability rules of the Premier League that we are talking about here. This is difficult. As Graham says, be educated before you comment because you need... And it's not even like I haven't given you that education. I've constantly told you about these rules that Arsenal are trying to stay a part of. Um, because if we don't do that, then we're going to get into a lot of trouble. And we hope that the clubs that are allegedly breaching the rules will face the relevant um, punishments. So... There you go. Uh, <laughs> um, Mark says, I came here for the education. <laughs> I love it. Um, Kunjan says, uh, I'm curious as to why we're not pushing players from our academy. We can't be Chelsea too. Um, there is difficulties with this, right? I absolutely empathise with the view that Arsenal could be better with using their kids. And I have said this for the PSV game, you'll you'll if you go back and watch my reaction to the PSV game, I was critical that we didn't use any of the the kids for that game. We didn't give them an opportunity. We didn't give them um, the chance to play. Um, we should have done, and I think Arteta made a mistake by not throwing some of them on for a few really valuable minutes um, instead of Jesus for the last five, for instance. But um, yeah, that that was that was a, an annoyance for sure, but. There is a gap, right? So Noineri is impressive. Luis Skelly is impressive. Souza is impressive. These are all impressive for 18 to 16-year-olds. Well, 17 now. So 18 to 17-year-old players, they're impressive. But there is still a significant gap between those guys and starters. Like, Miles Luis Skelly is a brilliant central midfield talent. 
But if you were to compare his ability to Jorginho's, it is still night and day. He is still a long way off being at a senior level. Now, he needs to get opportunities and these chances. I'd love to send these kids on loan, get them some chances abroad, get some chances in, in the championship if you can. But there is still a gap. So there you go. Nan says they spent 200 million and they sold 120 million. So they only spent 120 million. I mean, Nan can't even do maths first. So I'm kind of understanding now, Nan, why um, maybe you're struggling with this. Because uh, if you spend 100 million and sell 120 million, you would actually, your net spend would be 80 million, not 120. Um, but that's not how it works anyway. So, and we didn't even sell 120 million worth of players. We sold about 60 million because we sold Balogun and Xhaka and Turner. Um, and we got some loan fees for Tavares and Lukonga and Tierney. We made about 60 million and we spent about 200. So that's no, that's, that's not how it works. Um, so there you go. Uh, the name's pronounced Nanjay. I will endeavor to correct my mistake. I hope that you do that yourself. Uh, Nick says, Tom, can we honestly just stand by and possibly let Mbappe go to our main rivals, Liverpool? Nick, we say, can we stand by? Well, you may not have a choice, mate. <laughs> like the idea of, um, of course, using a spending the amount of wages it would take and the signing on fee for Mbappe, we may not have that capacity. I don't know if Liverpool have that capacity. I know there's suggestions that Liverpool are keen on that idea. I can't see him going anywhere else but Real Madrid. Um, let's wait and see. Let's see what happens. Uh, Sammy says, has anyone spotted Aaron Ramsdale on the new series, The Winter King on ITVX? No. Uh, I should maybe a lookalike, Sammy. Let us know. Um, <laughs> Louis says, do you find it funny people used to shout how we were so poor at selling, but now when we stay stern on wanting to sell for high prices, people come out saying, just sell them, they're useless. Yeah, I know. It's mad, isn't it? That's what happens though, Louis. I, I, I like to think that these are different people that they're not the same people. I know some are probably the same, but yeah, we're bad at selling, but now we want to hold on to players until we get a really good fee. And people are like, why? Just let him go. And we're like, no. Like, it's like the Balogun thing. We didn't want to let him go for less than 30 million pounds. And thankful we got 35 million pounds, as I predicted. Um, we would get for, it's about 34 with uh, that 17.5% sell-on clause as well. So uh, that could rise, you know, if, if, if Arsenal, if, if they sell him for £50 million, pounds, you're looking at another odd eight-odd million quid on top of that um, from Monaco. So hopefully Monaco get about 50-odd million and we can get over £40 million in the end for Balogun. That'd be great. But um, yeah, let's let's wait and see. And I think you're right, Louis. You know, we need to be better at selling. And one of the ways to do that is, of course, to, to hold out for the, what you value players at. Now, I think some fans go too far with their valuations. The, the Nelson situation, I think, is a great example. You're going to get about 15, 12 to 15 million pounds for Nelson, I think, is a fair price. And Ketty, I'd be looking upwards of 30 million. Ramsdale, upwards of 35 to 40 million pounds. Smith Rowe, again, upwards of 35 to 40 million pounds. I'd be expecting for him. So. That's what I'd be looking for um, for those players. Uh, Fuad says, Tom, can offloading El Nenny and Cedric's contracts help sign a sick player of significance in this window? Not really. Uh, the wage the wage bill is is not the problem. Um, it's the it's the the you know how much we failed to sell players for an, like a lot of money. Not failed in the sense of like we could have done more. I don't think we could have done much more if anything. Really, um, it's more to do with the fact that you know we aren't getting enough money in because we haven't had the players to sell. So the wages aren't really a problem. Uh, more than a wheelchair, Chris says, uh, hi, Tom, only Arteta could want a left back on loan when our best defensive left back is on loan. Chris, I feel like you drop a message in every single day about Tierney. <laughs> I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like a stream doesn't go by when you talk about Tierney. The problem is with Tierney is A, he's missed most of this season because he's been injured. And B, like people say, oh, he's this great player. If, if, Tierney, is, if Tierney was so appreciated and so good, why was the only offer in the summer a loan from Real Sociedad? Why couldn't we sell him? Why weren't people queuing up at the door for Kieran Tierney in the summer? Would be my question. I don't think that's an unfair question to ask. If Tierney is the answer to all of a title-challenging team's problems, why was there not teams queuing up to submit offers for Kieran Tierney? And you can't turn around and say, well, they never met Arsenal's expectation because they let him go on loan for about a million quid. You know, So why was there no one queuing at the door to sign Kieran Tierney if he is this title-challenging saviour for a club that is, as I say, trying to win a league 
Uh, and I think Kurtz, as teams, were maybe put off by the injury record. And that's why we have been put off by the injury record and why we have moved to try and move on and to step things up and to change. And also, Tierney is not... Um, he's not like suited to the way in which Arteta wants a left back to to play. So whilst you can bring him back and you say, well, we could use his talents, well, we don't utilise his talents because we don't play that way, do we? So, yeah, it's it's certainly worth always thinking about the bigger picture. It's not a case of just bring Tierney back. And by the way, though, I've got no information about whether or not we can bring him back, you know, recall clauses and whatever. So, yeah. Um, Maximus says Tierney is injured again, hasn't played the last 10 games. That's not true. He started the last game uh, three days ago. He played against Alaves. He started the last one, two, three, four, five games for them. He missed um, five games of a hamstring problem in the middle, but he has returned since. So he is playing. Um, how long before he gets injured again is, is obviously a bit of a ticking time bomb. Uh, OA says, hi, Tom. Is the David Rea deal already paid for or will we make our goings? Does the money go for the Raya deal. No, uh, it's not done. It's not been decided. Uh, the last time I spoke to the club about David Raya, the suggestion was don't get ahead of yourself regarding the option. Um, the, this it's, it's seen as a loan right now and a decision will be made in, in due course. So that's what I was told when speaking to people close to the club. Um, Eamon says, change of T. Any update on Partey's injury? Um, not yet, I'm afraid. Uh, the situation with Partey remains quite fluid because he's not going to the African Cup of Nations. And the information we got from Chris Hewton was, of course, that the injury was significant, his worst that he's ever suffered. And so Arsenal are being very, very cautious, as are the Ghanaian Football Federation as well. Uh, Jay says, why can't Arteta loan Nketiah or Jesus? If they want to keep them and get a better striker, they might even come back in better form. And, and do what, Jay? If we if we loan Nketiah or Jesus, what are we going to do then? We've then lost a centre-forward for no money, what are you going to do? Who are you going to bring in? How are you going to bring them in? We don't have the ability to bring the player in that we might want to change things. I, I, I don't get it. I, I, I don't get it. Um, Lee says, Tom, past Arsenal teams have been very successful by using the traditional left-back system. Why is Arteta so fixated on the inverted role when it clearly leaves us exposed um, probably Lee because Arsenal had a traditional left back all the way up until Arteta recently changed it and that recent change coincided with the first time in more than a, de a decade since Arsenal became a title challenging team so that is probably the reason as to why uh, Boss Buller says is that Ivan Tony rumour real because according to Terry Flewers and most journalists so he says Tony wants us and we want him um, Tony is keen on a, on a switch to Arsenal that's not really been up for debate. If if Arsenal came calling with the amount of money that Brentford want, I think a deal would get done relatively swiftly. The problem is Arsenal don't have that money, um, and also the money that that Brentford want for the player is is quite ridiculous. So that's that's why I don't. That's yeah. The rumours about Tony being keen on Arsenal are certainly true, but uh, it's just the capacity to do that deal is the is the big problem. Um, Chris says, I can't see why spending on loan fees when he's there, Tom. And Arteta can change his tactics. He is caught on any ways, but he knows what Pep does. Uh, what do you mean spend on loan fees? Sorry, Chris, I don't really understand what you're saying. Changing the tactics, you know, mid-season to bring in a player that might get injured tomorrow, you know, is <laughs> it is not going to happen, especially mid season as well it's, it's, it's just doesn't work I can't say the words it doesn't work that way enough like it's not football manager it's not FIFA you can't it doesn't just change Arsenal have gone through an entire process of becoming a team that has changed its system to make them better in progression better, more resilient in defence which I know hasn't always been obvious especially in the last few games but that's what they've done and that change from Tierney to Zinchenko has been part of the reason why Arsenal became as successful as they did last season and why they have aimed to be a successive title challenger this season. Again, I can't get my I can't get my head around enough that the, the desperation of some to bring Tierney back when there is no guarantee that what Tierney coming back changes anything, neither that he's got the quality and neither that he can stay fit. He is not this all-seeing answer. And if Arteta is being measured against the idea that bringing Tierney back is somehow this saviour, I can't see how that is a legitimate stance to have on a player. 
Uh, Ian says, Tierney is a different option to Zinchenko. Remember, it was two years ago. All of our attacking threat came on the left-hand side. We're too predictable now where most of our attacking threat is on the right. Ian, don't you see the hypocrisy there, though? Like, that's a bit of a contradiction. Like, we say all of our threat came down the left when we had Tierney. Now we're saying it comes down the right, which, by the way, isn't true, actually. If you look at the majority of our attacks, it's still pretty split. You know, if you look at how many attacks we're having, there might be a slight skew to the right, but we still attack a lot down the left-hand side. Um, that's worth pointing out. So, but you're saying bring back the guy that then skewed everything to the left. I, I don't think that necessarily works, Ian. Uh, Grantley Poo says, this is the squad that nearly won the league last year and we added quality. The problem is not the playing staff alone. It's the form, formation, confidence and tactics. That and it's not just that. It's the outside factors. It's how other teams are playing against us differently this season. It's the improvement of the competition. It's more competitive this season. It's not just us. Like, there is more going on than just us. But and and obviously the injuries that we face as well. Like we, dis- Arteta had a big plan for this season, and Partey and Timber clearly were a big part of that with their change of roles at the start of the season. We were going to try and grow that. Havertz coming in as well, Rice coming in. You know the the players that we've lost sadly have had a big detrimental impact, and we're not finished building. It's worth pointing out as well. There is still more that needs to be done to this squad. This isn't a team that is a favourite for a title. This isn't a team that's got as good of a squad as City. This isn't a team that perhaps, with the injuries that we suffered, can have as equally as good of a chance as Liverpool. So we need to bear all those things in mind when it comes to this season as well. Um, Arthur says, TC, I saw a stat comparing Xhaka and Havertz. It explains why our midfield is struggling now and affects our wingers. Check it out for yourself. Well, send it to me. Um, you can find me on Twitter at the Guna Talk TV or at Tom Canton Media. Send it me the tweet. It is worth bearing in mind that Havertz is not a Xhaka replacement. This is a big misconception. Mis- big misconception. There we go. Um, Havertz was not brought in. Xhaka didn't leave because we were bringing in Havertz. Xhaka left because we brought in Rice. That that is the reality. We brought in Rice, and because we brought in Rice, Xhaka moved on because Partey and Rice was was going to be something that we would see. That's why we saw it in the Community Shield, of course. So that's why Xhaka left. Havertz was meant to be this this addition of a different attacking option to give us something different in the forward line and to add something different in our midfield if we wanted to change things. So, yeah, Havertz is never sin for the club or even for me, you know, as the replacement of Xhaka. Unfortunately, Partey's injury, I think, has, has, has changed things. And I know people say, but Arteta was playing Partey at right back. It wasn't right back. You know, if you look at the system, if you look at the shape, it really was very different. Um, Nanjay says, how can you build when you're crying that we don't have enough money? I can't repeat myself enough. How many times? It's not to do with money. It's not to do with how much money. Listen to me, Nanjay. Please. We have loads of money. We have an owner that is a billionaire. We have spent millions and millions and millions. Watch my lips. Profit and sustainability rules and restrictions mean we cannot invest and cause us to lose more or we will face potential punishments. I cannot make it any clearer <laughs> people are saying why do you entertain these trolls and i'm giving nanjay the benefit of the doubt that he's not a troll he's just misinformed that's i'm trying trying um, zen <laughs> to make this as clear as i feasibly can vala says it's tom's hair getting gray live on show <laughs> You can see it. It's going grey. It's going grey at this stage. Tom says, uh, I'm hearing you, Tom, but why aren't we spending more money? <laughs> um, Wilson says, blimey, Tom, what a rant, Tom. Goodness gracious me. I nearly fell off my chair in the train after your rant. Um, Toby says, I'm going to need therapy. Yes, I am. Therapy's great, by the way. Don't, you shouldn't disparage it. Therapy's great. Go do it if you can do it. Um, Darren says, no, Tom, he's just trying to wind you up. I, I can appreciate a good wind up sometimes. I can appreciate it. I think it makes for good content. Um, it certainly brings up the best in me sometimes. 
Um, here we go. The FPL says, let's sign Victor Aguiokas, um, who I definitely pronounce incorrectly, uh, or Benefas, uh, and uh, Execuil Palacios and give Cedric a chance to show us what he's got after we... So you were doing so well, FPL. Like, Aguiokas is, is great. Boniface is really exciting. Don't know too much about Palacios. And then you said, give Cedric a chance. That was like getting like five steps towards the summit of Kilimanjaro, tripping and sliding down to the bottom again. That's... <laughs> That's basically what that was. Um, Mindful Mastery says, the only problem is our players don't look the same in ball progression. They're either trying something different or being careful not to lose the ball in those areas. Unfortunately, it has not worked. I think we we look predictable, don't we? We lack urgency. We need to find something different. Um, Jake says, maybe it's not a glamorous signing, but Conor Gallagher to Spurs for 35 million is being talked about. I'd love him. I don't think there's many players as good as him for that money. And I think, Jake, you're spot on, mate. It's the same thing. I saw comments yesterday talking about Curtis Jones really disparagingly. You get fans, sadly, that just can't appreciate an English player because um, they're not. You know, they're, they're, they're not called Galaguinho. They're not called uh, Jonesinho. Um, you know, these players aren't appreciated for their qualities because they're English half the time. Um, it's funny, we get talked about English bias and things like this, but actually, Conor Gallagher is and has been Chelsea's best player this season. It's one of the biggest reasons as to why they remain potentially able to get higher up the table. He's been key for them. And actually, Gallagher in that left eight role for Arsenal, I think would be a really good option for us. But I, there's no way that Chelsea would sell Gallagher to Arsenal. I, I'd be shocked. I mean, I said that about Havertz, to be fair, but I'd be shocked if they did. But if Gallagher's available 35 million quid, Curtis Jones is available for around that money. They'd be excellent additions to this squad to give Arsenal extra quality in the midfield. But you see people being so disparaging about these players that ever really watching them. People say like, you know, Curtis Jones is apparently a squad player. For Liverpool, a team that continuously rotate and change their squad, Klopp is akin to that of Guardiola at times with his midfield rotation. Klopp, uh, Curtis Jones plays plenty of minutes. He started the game against us. Liverpool's most important game of the season so far, he starts Curtis Jones against us. That's how highly rated Klopp views Curtis Jones. And yet you see like Gallagher and Jones just completely thrown under the bus by some fans who just think that we're bigger than that. Get off your high horses and recognize what talent is because there's real talent in those players. Um, Mr. Thuggy says, isn't it a mistake from our side that we got into a situation that Premier League rules holding us back from spending? I can't see other top teams having this problem apart from us and maybe United. It is without a doubt our fault, but it is not the fault of the current regime. It is the fault of people like Raul Sanyehi that unfortunately tanked our finances by spending stupid money on the likes of Pepe, by spending stupid money on so many players that sadly, and, and to be fair, even to Arsene Wenger's period, you know, Arsenal sadly spent money on players like Lucas Perez. You know, players, we spent far too much money on certain players that did not either... And not that Lucas Perez wasn't a good player, by the way. Because I remember talking about Lucas Perez. I really liked him at Deportivo. I thought he was going to add something in our attack, but he was never used. So what was the point in buying him? You know, think about how much we spent on Lucas Torreira. Think about how much we spent on Burton Leno. Think how much we spent on Socrates, you know, and sad. I think that might be the best I've ever pronounced Socrates' name. That Sophie's going to be very proud of me. Um, I think that, you think about how much we spent on those players in those periods where Raul Sanyehi was a huge part of this and we let them go for next to nothing because we because no one wanted to buy them. No one wanted to buy these players at all. So we kept buying players that didn't have sell-on value. If you look at all the players we bought since Edu came in, you look at these players. Gabriel Magalash, 25 million quid. How much is he worth now? How much is Ramsdale worth? More than 30 million that we paid for. Erdegaard, 30 million. How much is he worth now? Even Ben White, I'd argue, you'd get more for him even though we paid 50 million. Tommy Asu, how much would we get for Tommy Asu now? I'd be looking for upwards of 30, 35, maybe even 40 million for Tommy Asu. He's excellent. You know, it's, it's the amount of money we've spent to try and rebuild this entire squad. Yes, we didn't have always the best. We weren't perfect. There's been some deals like Tavares, which was only 7 million quid. Lekonga, that was about 15. It's not always been perfect, you know. There are some players that you can look at and go, well, that weren't great. But that's fine because most of the time that we've spent big money, the only big money signings that the jury is really still out on is, of course, Fabio Vieira, Clyde Havertz, you have to say, the jury is still out on. You'd argue Timber as well because we've not seen enough of him. But when you look at the big money signings that we've made, that's, that's kind of it. Havertz and Vieira are the two that I look at and go, 
jury's still very much out on you two, and Vieira probably. You could certainly make, have a really strong argument at this stage that we did overspend on that guy. But when you see people turn around and say, well, what about Marie? What about Cedric? What about William? Oh, I don't know what's wrong with that voice. <laughs> but, you know, these players that really didn't cost us much in the grand scheme of things continues to get held against the club. The fact of the matter is, is the amount of money Arsenal have invested under Edu and Arteta's tenure, if you look at the hits across the amount of investment we've got in that, in that money we invested, and you compare that to the Pepe's, to the um, the Terreras, and you compare that to the uh, the Lenos of this world, you know, where we just sadly didn't spend Socrates, you know, we didn't spend this money. I'd argue that Lacazette, the money we spent on Lacazette, just wasn't worth it in the end. He didn't progress us forwards. Um, Abamyang, 65 million, 60 odd million quid. I think that's probably the, the biggest hit that we had prior to Edu coming in. Um, in in that period that he was that Raul said, yeah, he was arguably at the club. Um, Mustafi, thirty five odd million quid on on Mustafi as well. Um, even Callum Chambers, look at Callum Chambers, sixteen eighteen million pounds that we spent on him. Was that ended up being worth it? Probably not. As I said, Lucas Perez as well. Um, Debushi, you know, we're going back to like twenty fourteen now, but Arsenal have changed the way in which it is, uh, you know, Arsenal have changed the way. And by the way, Cedric, 100k a week. He's on about 65 to 70k. I think with bonuses, it would go to 100k, but there's no way he's getting those bonuses. So it's like 65, but no Harambe, um, who I feel uncomfortable <laughs> I feel uncomfortable saying that. Um, it's like 65k a week. 100k is, is a little bit overblown. Uh, in regarding that deal, um, did a little bit more digging into that. It's nowhere near as high. But yeah, you, you just can't look at Cedric. And, and by the way, Cedric and, and Marie, um, when they were signed, I believe they were signed um, with Raul Sanya. He's still at the club as well. So it's worth pointing out that I think he was still here during that point. Um, I, I could be wrong. Trying to think where else. And yeah, he left during the pandemic, didn't he? Which would, yeah, it would make sense that, yeah, he was still definitely here. Um, Radical, thank you so much for bring, becoming a brand new member. Um, welcome to the family. Uh, Jacob Robinson as well. Thank you for supporting the channel. Welcome to the TGT family. Uh, Twinnies left us a super chat. People should look at our points per match with and without Partey in 21, 22, and 22, 23. The fact that we're in a title race shows how far we progressed. That Partey was available for so much of last season. The, his best season for Arsenal was last year when he was available for like 33 Premier League games, I think it was, something close to that. Never had him available for that long. And it was no surprise that it was a big part of our title credentials was having Partey available. Um, FPL says, "How do we have FPL issues when we? Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, we can. We talk, how do we have FFP issues when we have barely spent anything and we sold Tavares, Xhaka, and Balogun? We haven't sold Tavares, by the way. He was loaned. Um, I think maybe this actually emphasised the um, FPL. Please try to not take this as an insult, but it's probably going to come across as one. Well. I think this is the best example, and I think Nanje earlier on um, emphasised this too. <clears throat> the biggest reason why fans." like FPL Cozy here, um, is asking these questions. It's because you you just don't, you haven't read into it. Like you just don't know about it. You've not done enough research or you've been listening to the, the wrong people. So when you're asking the questions, how do we have issues on FFP? By the way, again, I'm not talking about FFP here. I'm talking about profit and sustainability rules. They are different. These are the educations that we need. This is the thing I've learned about profit and sustainability this season. I didn't know about it before that, really. I really wasn't attuned to it. I was aware of its existence. I didn't know how much of an impact it had on things. This season, I've educated myself on it, and now I know what it is. Um, and I know why Arsenal are struggling financially because of it. The, the restrictions are really tough. They are really, really tough. Now, Chelsea at the moment, you might look at Chelsea and go, well, how can Chelsea spend all that money? Well, the reason is something called amortization. We've also had to learn what that word means. And whilst they are able to spend right now because they're better, we're not better at selling. They've had the resources to be able to sell compared to us because they've signed loads of players in the past. But if they don't get that Champions League, if they don't start earning some serious revenue, those player sales are, are going to stop. They aren't going to be able to sell as well as they have been. Um, but they have some very, very shrewd financial people at that club. So I'd expect the spending to continue for the moment at least. Um, Jalali says, are Arsenal still in for Mary Earps and for Fox? Well, obviously, Arsenal were very keen on Mary Earps in the summer. Um, I think the lack of Champions League football, obviously, 
cost us um, that signing had we have beaten FC Perry um, and, and qualified for the Champions League. I think we would have had a great chance of signing Mary Earps, but uh, I don't know why that interest would have faded. Same same goes uh, for other targets that we would have had as well. So, yeah, I hope that Jalali answers your, your question. Um, Pablo says, realistically, with all the restrictions, who can we sign? If we sell no one, then that's what does that mean for our squad? It probably means loans, Pablo. Um, <clears throat> I can't see Arsenal having the money to spend like 50 million quid on somebody without selling someone. So, yeah, it would be a loan. I say loans um, multiple. What's the word? Um, why am I forgetting? What, plural. There we go. Um, we can only have one more loan player. We can't have more than one player on loan. Um, sorry, more than two players on loan. So we already have rare on loan. We can't activate that that buy clause because that's thirty million quid, and I'd rather spend that. You know, um, so we can only sign one more player on loan. So forget about two or three loans coming in. We can't. The rules state, and this is again, you might not know this. It's more rules that we've had to learn about. I've, I've honestly, the, the amount of Premier League rules that there are regarding loans. There's some really interesting loan rules. Uh, I'll read you. Uh, I'll read you some of them. Um, so Premier League clubs may not register more than two players on loan at any one time. The maximum number of loans registerable in the same season is four, and under no circumstances shall more than one be from the same club at any time. So that means you could have two players on loan at the start of the season, register them, then they go back to their parent clubs in January. You can sign another two players on loan, but you couldn't do that again. Like If it didn't work out in the first couple of weeks, cancel that loan. Bringing in a fifth player for the season on loan doesn't work. You can't do that. And you can't have any more than one, uh, one player from the same club. So we can't get Tony on loan, for instance, because we've got Raya on loan. Um, uh, another rule is Premier League clubs cannot loan to another Premier League club a player that they have acquired in the same transfer window. So say, you know, we sign a player in January and we want to loan them to another Premier League club. Can't do that. There's a Premier League rule that stops you from doing that. Um, and then a Premier League club may loan not more than one of its goalkeepers to another Premier League club. So you can only send one of your goalkeepers on loan to a to, to one club. You can send more than one goalkeeper on loan, but they can't go to the same club so if, for instance you loaned one they got injured and you want to loan another one to that same club you can't do that so this one said there's loads of rules people just don't really know about um that they just assume when they're having their debates about football and transfer windows what we should do you can't do loads of these things um it's, it's really not as easy as people think you know we, if you want to go and sign somebody and send them on loan to the premier league you can't you have to send them a loan abroad you have to go and send them on loan or you can send them back so look at what uh, andre santos and chelsea chelsea signed andre santos not the Andre Santos that we know of, but the Andre Santos that's the young guy they brought in from Brazil in the summer, um, or last summer, sorry. He went on loan to Nottingham Forest this season. But they'd signed him before that season started and loaned him back to his parent club. Then they got him, and then they loaned him to Nottingham Forest. So they wouldn't have been able to do that if they would have signed him in the same window. They would have had to wait a whole year before sending him on loan to Nottingham Forest. So, yeah, it's some really crazy rules. Uh, Twinny says, Tom, what is stopping us from signing Tony, Ozzyman, Liao, and the ghost of Thierry Henry during this window? I think we just should just spend the money. <laughs> See, I know you're trying to wind me up. <laughs> I know what you're doing, and it's not going to work. Um, Radical says, do you think we... And welcome to the family, as I said earlier. Do you think we are still title contenders with the squad that we have? We are contenders. We can compete, but we're going to need some luck. We're going to need to turn things around. We're going to need some players to come back from injury. If we had everyone fit, we have a better squad than Liverpool. If we had everyone fit, it's still not better than City's. If we had everyone fit, it's better than Liverpool's, in my opinion. But where it is right now, the injuries that we have prior to the AFCON as well and the Asia Cup, I think it's it's Liverpool are slightly edging, um, sadly, because we've lost our best midfielder. We've lost... Um, our, our brand new fullback that was going to change the entire way in which we played. And obviously we've lost some depth options like Smith Rowe for most of the season, like Jesus for some key games, like Vieira for a, a long period of time as well. Um, Trossard and Martinelli were missing for key games. Uh, Saka was missing for a key game in the Man City. Thankfully we won that game. So yeah, I, I think that if you measure it against those teams, it's not as good as City's. Had everyone been fit, it was better than the Liverpool's. But I think as you look at the squad's with available players, Liverpool are slightly edging us at the moment. Uh, Phil Ed says, Tom, who's your number one target for the summer? I really think Martin Zubamendi is a great shout. I'd love to see Zubamendi come in. I think that'd be a great option for us. So probably him. Um, Pedro Neto as well is up there as, as a winger I'd like to see Arsenal go for. Uh, centre forwards, obviously, I don't think we're going to be able to go and sign 
uh, Victor Osimhen. I wouldn't sign Tony. I think I'd look for a younger player that's got a high ceiling. Santiago Jimenez potentially is that player. Uh, if you're not and you want to go a bit older, then maybe Patrick Schick is, is one of those that I would be curious of, depending on his price tag, of course, as well. Um, Vijay says, any chance of a Tierney callback? I don't think so, Vijay. Um, I don't think that will happen. Um, Vivian says, Tom, I can see why you gave up teaching. I think I have all the patience of a saint, to be honest, Vivian. Do I not? I feel like I've got pretty good patience. I could have just blocked trolls. I could, I can block trolls and do block trolls quite often. But I think I give most people the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> you know, I really do feel like this is give that, that, that I could never have done this if I hadn't have been a teacher first. Dealing with children on a daily basis, you know, when I was teaching has given me that patience to deal with YouTube trolls. So, you know, I think I do pretty well, to be fair. Um, <coughs> oh, sorry. Uh, MM says uh, the winter 2021 window again. 2021. Uh, what did we do in 2021? Odegaard's uh, came in on loan, didn't he? So, I mean, if you think about it, if Arsenal could sign a player of the quality of Odegaard on loan, that'd be excellent. You know, in, in one of the questions that, in one of the questions, in one of the areas that we need a player, if you can sign a player of the quality of Odegaard, that'd be great. You know, that'd be a really good bit of business by Arsenal to do that. Um, Matt Ryan as well I think came on in that in that window but of course we can't sign two players on loan because we've already got one on loan um, Derek says tear lozenges indeed thank you <laughs> Damon says now you deal with children every day on YouTube well there are children in, in chat boxes of course but uh, uh, I, 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 I feel as though I treat everybody as if they are adults but you may disagree <laughs> Uh, Mark says, if we need luck, we could get, if City ever face their comeuppance for their cooking the books, allegedly, um, of course. And Mark, I, as I've said before, um, Man City's investigation will go on for quite some time still. I think it'll be 2025 before we get some answers to that investigation. Twinny says, I wouldn't hate Danny Ceballos on loan again. He was really good for Madrid last season. He has improved a lot, Danny Ceballos, but I don't think Real Madrid are interested in letting him go. Uh, Bizarre says, question, Tom, why was Ramsdale put down to second choice? I'm confused because they believe that Raya is the better goalkeeper. I don't think that it works. Um... I don't think that it's. I don't think this was a situation we needed to to create. I think Ramsdale was more than good enough to continue this season as a title challenging goalkeeper compared to what we brought in. And I think that if we were going to bring in a player, bring in a loan for another position uh, with an option to buy. I really think there was an opportunity missed. I think it's a mistake, and that's on Arteta. That's not on Edu. Edu got the deal done that Arteta wanted, but I think this is on. I think this is on Arteta, um, the goalkeepers. It's, I mean, I not think, I know, you know, it's on Arteta. If it doesn't work out, it's on Arteta. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Rob Bob says, what were the issues with <clears throat> Raul? I've heard him mentioned a few times as being allegedly sketchy. Um, just just the mistakes that we made in them. For me, like, I can't, I'm not going to start making allegations of dodgy things. But for me, I'm just judging on the business that we did. Raul Sanyehi was a big part of us spending the money that we did during that period of time on players that we have now had to get rid of because they've not been good enough, like like Pepe, um, like um, Torreira and Leno and Socrates. And of course, that comes down to Diamond Eyes as well, of course, Sven Mislintat and his involvement in this too. So both of those two have got to take a portion of blame. Like Sven Mislintat was recently sacked by Ajax. Like he did a great job at, at Dortmund. That seemed to be where he was going to do well. He also did a decent job at Stuttgart when they're in the second tier of German football. And he got a job at Ajax and has been unceremoniously sacked recently. And I think there was some real thing. I really do worth doing your reading into that Sven Mislintat sacking at Ajax because there's some really interesting things coming out of that. It, they, they didn't do a good enough job. Um, they really did not do a good enough job. Uh, Onyx Lenz says, to be fair, he did get a Saliba. And Actually, again, this is where it's worth doing the research and the reading. Francis Kajigal, who was our head of scouting, um, is credited more so than than some of those other people, like the Pepe thing and stuff like that. Francis isn't talk, talked about with those people. What Francis Kajigal is talked about regarding is Martinelli and Saliba. Of the current squad, that is who he's talked about. Of the current fair few years, even prior to Arteta and Edu, Francis Kajigal is talked about in the terms of Martinelli and Saliba. So, 
yeah, that's that's for me is is where you can probably say that Raul Senya was involved maybe in the negotiations with Saint-Étienne for Saliba, fair enough. But overall, we made some horrific choices in the market under them. So there you go. Um, Tom says, to play devil's advocate, I suppose that on paper you could argue the pair of rare Ramsdale was better than Ramsdale turning. Oh, without a doubt, you can argue that. It's not even an argument, is it? It's better. But while quality-wise that's better, in terms of balance, in terms of squad harmony, in terms of morale, has it been better? I don't think so. I, I don't think so at all. Anyway, we're going to wrap the show up there because I've got to get a move on today with some other things going on. Thank you so much for listening. If you've got any comments or questions about anything we've talked about today, please leave them in the comment section below. But before we go, I think we all need to say three words together, all together now, profit and sustainability. Just remember that. So when you see people saying, why can't we spend the money? You know what to say now. Tell them to go and research profit and sustainability rules. That'll give them the answer they're looking for. Uh, thank you. Um, and I really appreciate you tuning in. Do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new. I'll be back tomorrow morning, bright and early at 8 a.m. once again to give you all the latest Arsenal news and tackle your burning questions surrounding the club. Uh, and, uh, and please do yeah, help us on our way to 60K. We'll see you again soon. Stay safe, stay well, stay happy. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.